This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. All right, stock down, John. Let's do four stock downs and then uh, call it a day. What do you got? I, I got a good one, and I'm going to go outside the Texans because it's hard to find one. You know, we can talk about the tight ends, but they're not throwing the ball to the tight ends much. They, uh, Brevin Jordan had a touchdown pass, but they're using the wideouts, and they should use the wideouts. But I tweeted right near the end of the game. I wonder if Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator of the Jets, is telling anybody that the Broncos – had one of the worst coaching jobs he's ever seen and turned the tide like Sean Payton did to him because Sean Payton is 0-3. They've had clock management issues just like Hackett, and today they suffered suffered one of the most embarrassing losses in NFL history, and I don't feel sorry for him a bit. And you know Hackett would never say anything, although when the coordinators have to talk this week, I'm wondering if somebody might bring that up to him, and he won't respond. But you know behind the scenes, Sean, he had to take some some glee, rubbing his hands in oh. glee, seeing what happened to Sean Payton. A hundred percent. John, they almost gave up a record number of points in an NFL game today. Fans were chanting for it. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, it was – I love seeing that. I, I've just I've lost so much respect for Sean Payton with the way he handled this coaching search and all the the back channel stuff he was doing through Cowherd and and just the the interview you just talked about that he did with I forget who the outlet was where he was you know t- 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 saying all the bad things about Nathaniel Hackett, which and honestly, USA if he were, Today, yeah, it was USA Today. That's right. Yeah, like if he were you know if he were on Fox saying these things, and we would go, yeah, that's pretty good analysis. You're the head coach of the team. You just replaced the guy. Like, show some class. Low so, class. He did show some class, and it was all third. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, John, as long as we're doing stock down here, I mean, you mentioned the tight ends. I'm going to throw Dalton Schultz in there. I mean, Dalton Schultz should have had a touchdown catch today uh, on the on one of the drives where they had to settle for a field goal. Uh, C.J. Stroud made, a, a, I thought, a decent throw into the end zone that I thought Dalton Schultz should have had in this game. Dalton Schultz is still – invisible out there and and, you know maybe i shouldn't you know they're they're finding ways to move the ball through the air um but so far the entirety of the dalton schultz experience i hate to say this because he seems like a great dude i really enjoy listening to him talk and enjoy him in interviews and whatnot i was hoping for big things i I said during the offseason that was the name that when all the breaking news is coming out about free agent signing that was the name that made me kind of sit up and go oh okay well people are really like thinking differently about the texans i know it was only a one-year deal 
but maybe even more so that it was a one-year deal that Dalton Schultz, who seemingly I would guess wants to prove himself so he can get a bigger deal down the road, would choose to come to the Texans. And he's just been he's been kind of a just a big nothing so far. So I'm an invisible man. Yeah. I I mean, maybe I I guess maybe he doesn't belong in stock down because his stock is already way, way down to begin with. But I the fact that he had a chance to make a play today and didn't make that play puts him in stock down for me. It's obvious from listening to C.J. Stroud, he really likes Brevin Jordan. He talked about him without being asked, and he mentioned two or three times about how much he's helped him, what a good guy he is. So if I'm Schultz, I'm thinking, hmm, you know, if I'm he, he's going to get on the field over me. He's going to get more balls, but that's because he hasn't come through. Now, my next one, let me get out of violin here. Hold on a minute. Let me, okay. right. I'm going to play a sad song. Okay. All my all my friends told me last week are Cowboy fans. They're going to the Super Bowl. They're 2-0, and uh, they're going to roll over Arizona, which I thought they would. Now the Cowboys are 2-1. and one. Everybody wants Dak Prescott benched. They want Mike McCarthy fired because they humiliated themselves at Arizona, and uh, I love it. I do too, John. I do too, even though it's at the hands of one of the corniest people that I've ever seen, Jonathan Gannon. Credit Jonathan Gannon. That team is 1-2, and two, but they are a much more impressive 1-2 and two than the Texans 1-2. and two. Yeah. I mean, This is not me throwing cold water on today. No, today was great. They beat back. Jacksonville. Arizona could be 3-0 and oh right now. They could. They, they, they were leading Washington for most of that game in week one. They had a huge lead on, was it the Giants last week that, that came back against them, yep. I think? Daniel 28-0. Yep, and, and they blew that lead. Um, you know, John, credit Jonathan Gannon. I mean, that's a team that looked like they were tearing it down to the studs to tank. Um, I guess my hope, here's my hope with, with Arizona, honestly, John, is that they win like, I don't know, like six games this year but that the Texans also win like six or seven games this year. And all those mock drafts that had the Cardinals picking one and two and celebrating Monty Austin for like, he was just like just discovered plutonium or something because he got a trade with the Texans done. And he's going to, he's going to get to pick Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison. I want both the Texans and the Cardinals to win. Well, I want the Texans to win every week, obviously, but I want the Cardinals to win like six or seven games. So their first pick kind of floats around the edge of the top 10 and that the Texans win their requisite number of games, you know, let's just call like the Vegas number, like six or seven, and that the Cardinals, you know, it's nice to have two first-round picks, but you ain't getting Caleb Williams with the ninth and the 13th pick or something like that. That's what I I want to have. I retweeted something you tweeted about feeling bad that you wanted the Texans to get Bryce Young. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Do you have another one that's obvious? If not, I'd like you to give it to me because it's going to be close to home for you, or I got to get an extra one. Okay, no. Uh, well, the, the only one I was going to do, and this maybe is a broader topic, I was going to go stock down on the Texans' near-term schedule of opposing quarterbacks. If you want to feel good about the Texans' chances in some of these games coming up, John, I feel like you could make an argument that C.J. Stroud, forget about how he is for for a rookie, I think you could argue he's just a flat-out better quarterback than Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, you know, we'll see who starts for the Saints, if it's Jameis or Derek Carr. It's probably a reach at this point to say he's better than Derek Carr. Um, Andy Dalton or Bryce Young, I would say C.J. Stroud's better than both of them. Baker Mayfield's played well so far, so we'll put him off to the side. Joe Burrow's injured, but but then it's Josh Dobbs. It's Trevor Lawrence again. 
It's Russell Wilson. It's Zach Wilson. It's whatever crappy quarterback is playing for the Titans for a couple of games. Deshaun Watson finally had one good game for the Cleveland Browns and then Indianapolis in week 18. I mean, John, if CJ Stroud continues to progress, if he plays what he, if he is what he's been these first three games, he is better than like half of these guys for sure. Absolutely. And so they could win more games maybe than we think. We'll see. So that's my, my stock down is a happy one. It is the crappy quarterbacks on the Texans schedule this year. Do your bonus one, John. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, let me start off by saying I picked Baylor to get blown away, blown out by Texas, and they mm-hmm. did, so it didn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. But the biggest play of the Ohio State-Notre Dame game, yeah. at the end of the game, and Notre Dame had 10 players on defense, and when Ohio State subbed, they could have subbed, but either they didn't know to or they just blew it, and where the guy would have been is where they ran the ball. You've got to be crushed about that. Yeah, I don't – yeah, I mean, I am. I I don't get as crushed as I used to about my college team. Like, I mean, I was mad last – I was more angry than crushed about it because it was just so silly and stupid. And I didn't like Marcus Freeman's explanation of it either. His explanation was awful. Um, So, yeah, I – yeah, I'm I'm more angry than I am crushed by it. But – and I feel bad for the kids – it wasn't just that sequence of plays, John. The coaches for Notre Dame failed those kids on some of the play calls that they had they in that game. Could have won that game. Absolutely could have won that game. John, they were the better football team. They, they, yeah. they were the better football team over 60 minutes. Um, but so many different ways. You know, just the 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 playing soft coverage towards the end that allowed Ibuka a, a, a to get the catch that got it to the one to begin with. When you got a freshman quarterback in there, and you can heat him up. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know. I think the honeymoon had been over for Marcus Freeman already with a few of the losses he had last year. He had some bad losses. He ended the season strong, won the bowl game and everything. Um, and I still think they're a good football team. You know, they 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 play USC and well, they play Duke this week, which is a harder game than people thought it was going to be That's at the beginning good, yeah. of the year. And then they play USC at home and they play at Clemson later this year. And that's pretty much it. I mean, they should win 10 games probably. Um, if they win 11, then depending on, you know, who the who the well, they if they win 11, it means the only loss is to Ohio State. So 11 and one might get it done, especially this year. This is a weird year, John. It's a weird year. I mean, I this is one of those years where it's like, okay, 12 teams might be too many for the college football playoff in the future. You know what I mean? Are you like, saying Baylor's got a chance? I, in the future, they do, John. Not this year. I don't think they're going to be one of the four best teams, but maybe in a 12 team playoff. That's right, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's only four teams this year. Uh, well, thank you, John, for bringing that up in stock down, letting me relive Notre Dame losing to Ohio State again. I appreciate it just blew that. Blew me away. I read a great column in the Athletic about it, Pete Sampson the thing, and uh, I can't remember who it was, but it just broke it all down. And I'm thinking, man, oh man, the fans got to be just obliterated. It, and it just blew me away. It was Pete Sampson. He he covers the Notre Dame beat. I read that article, and I it, and it, it was the article that. He took Ryan Day to task 
for you know cutting that wrestling promo on Lou Holtz after the game. I'm sure you saw that. Yeah. Um. He Pete Sampson kind of pointed this out. He's like, dude, the fact that you're letting Lou Holtz get under your skin kind of proves Lou Holtz's point that you're a little soft and thin skin, does it not? You know, you were running wide receiver end arounds on fourth and one. Does that not prove it? You 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 muscled up and punched in a touchdown on the final play where a an eleventh defender was not. Like you didn't I could have blocked that play. There was nobody in front of you know, so it was yeah. There's a lot of coming out of that game, John, where I was very frustrated on both sides. Nah, I'm sorry to bring it up. That's okay. That's that's what the Utopia pocket. If we can't break balls, John, what can we do? We're buddies. It's all good.